What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural live stream podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker. My friends call me Cub, and you should too. I hope everybody's having a fantastic day today. If you've never joined the podcast before, this is the perfect place to explore your faith, spirituality, and the realm of paranormal, specifically to deconstruct faith, spirituality, and paranormal so that we can get a bigger worldview and a better understanding of everything within the supernatural realms. Today, I'm going to be talking about celestial cities, spaceships, and end time prophecy. This could get weird. So um, I hope you guys are ready. I promised you a good episode today. Um, and here we go. It's going to be a great one. So um, as we get into this, I'm going to go through pretty much every single um, culture that we've talked about thus far on the show. Uh, we're going to go through a bunch of different faith traditions, religious cultures, and look at celestial cities, end time prophecies, and just really the weird, uh, you know, into the world type things that happen within a lot, um, a lot of these stories and mythologies. Um, and what I'm even, we're going to go and go ahead and say w within these prophecies, because, um, you know, they're just, they're very interesting and they all kind of tie together. And I think you're going to see today, I've prepared a bunch of different slides uh, to show you guys exactly uh, what you can look into. So this is going to be like a buffet overview of a bunch of different cultures today. Um, and you're going to see how they all have a coming of the dawn of a new age, um, a salvation age, um, an age of living with the gods, an age where time ends and eternity begins. So with that said, um, yeah, this is this is wild because the the correlations I found doing research for this is just it'll blow your mind, honestly. So um, quick disclaimer before we get into it. Um, this is just for everybody's well-being. Content is for entertainment purposes only and not to be viewed as medical, financial, scientific, or legal advice. My opinions are my own and not those of any other brand or entity. When you buy from my links, I may make a commission. Copyrighted materials referenced or quoted are used under the protection of fair use laws or are within the public domain and used as a part of creative commentary. Always do your own research and confirm the correct data, its details in regards to any theory Please show respect to all races, religions, orientations, identities, and cultures. So thank you for your respect with that. I really appreciate that. That's something we value highly on this show is respect and love for all. So, um, and then honestly, just, you know, everybody doing your own research so that we have the right data, right? So, um, so here we go. Uh, there are several ancient religions that include prophecies about the coming of celestial cities uh, and the return of their gods or saviors. Here are a few examples. So um, what I wanted to talk about today is again that these get, these are everywhere from celestial cities to celestial chariots uh, to literal spaceships coming down out of the sky um, to kind of a new earth prophecies. So we're going to see a lot. The only one I'm not going to touch on today that we have talked a lot about on the show is Native American end time prophecy. And the reason is, is it's so different from what we're going to talk about today. It's one of my favorite, and I want to dedicate an entire episode 
to Native American uh, end times prophecy. Uh, and I'm hoping to do that tomorrow on Friday um, if I can get my research together on it. I am not Native American, obviously. Um, I am uh, of German descent. I'm a, a six foot something tall white boy. So um, I don't have any cultural authority to talk about it other than I'm very, very interested in it. And I hope if I do good research and do a great episode on it, that people will love and respect that. So we'll, we'll see. Hopefully they do. But um, so one of the first things I want to talk about today um, is the ancient Egyptian religion. Uh, the ancient Egyptians believed in the concept of the field of reeds, a heavenly paradise. So there's a good quote for you there, a heavenly paradise where the righteous would dwell after death. They envisioned it as a beautiful celestial city where the gods resided. The pharaohs were considered divine and their ultimate goal was to be united with the gods in the afterlife. So um, this is, again, when I, when I talk about this, I want to talk about more than just afterlife or after death. I want to talk about transmutation into another body. Okay, so if your consciousness is non-local and the essence and spirit of who you are is true, even outside your body, we know that from near-death experiences. We know that from out-of-body experiences, transcendental meditation, psychedelic experiences, all kinds of different things. We understand that consciousness is not necessarily local, though I think that some biologists might argue on that, especially neurobiologists. I know they're still trying to figure all of that out. I do know there's a lot of theories about non-local consciousness, and I, there's a lot of different schools of thought. So without getting into the science of that, I do personally believe um, that many, many people have proven and experienced that there's a whole lot more than what this meat suit uh, produces. So um, with that said, um, this for me, you know, the way this reads and the way kind of this legend is, if you've watched uh, things like Black Panther, where they go to the afterlife, if you've watched, um, what is the other one? Uh, Moon Knight, which is one of my absolute favorite Marvel properties. Um, Moon Knight has all of the Egyptian gods and the Council of the Gods. And it's kind of about like that none of this is real, like his timelines and his body and none of that's real. There's like different timelines, different bodies, different personalities even. Um, and so without spoiling the whole series for you, um, I find it fascinating, absolutely fascinating that, um, again, other cultures talked about this, uh, where, you know, when you were unalived, your spirit went on and you actually lived in a, another body with the gods. Like you lived in a glorified state in an actual city, an actual paradise. It wasn't just some soupy spirit world. It's like a very real world. Um, and, a, and we're going to see that, by the way, as I go through all of these, then I'm going to tie everything back to the message of Jesus Christ um, and just kind of get everybody's thoughts and opinions on it. And really where I come from on it, um, from just a very open heart, open mind point of view. So uh, what is up, Megan? How are you doing? Megan says, hey, y'all, what is up? Melissa says, hey, fam. Um, Marilyn says, good morning from Australia. What is up, my friend? How are you doing? Andrew says, good afternoon, gods and goddesses. Absolutely. Molly says, good afternoon. Thank you, Molly, for being here. Annie, hi. What is up, Annie? Steven says, made it. Awesome. Glad we got our tribe members in here today. That is so awesome. 
Um, love, love, love our supernatural tribe here. We have, yeah, Matthew says Marvel is absolutely Marvel is. I don't even know what that that emoji means, but it's it's like it's it's premium, it's top drawer. Um, and yeah, yeah, it really is. They do such a good job, and really, even the comic books did such a good job of researching the mythology, tying everything together. And I swear Stan Lee was a prophet. Um, I can't prove that, but personally, I just, I, I love the guy. Uh, in fact, I can't wait to watch the whole Stan Lee documentary that's out right now. So uh, Teresa says, hello, all. Yay, Teresa made it. I'm glad you made it. Um, Leroy says, hi, from Houston International Airport. What is up, Leroy? Thank you for chiming in. Uh, I hope you have a safe and beautiful flight today. Lord Giving said, uh, Shona, absolutely. Um, it's giving, I mean, LOL. Yeah. Um, so let me get, um, into another one of my favorite cultures here. Um, they're really all my favorite at the end of the day, right? I mean, we just keep going on this. Uh, this is going to be Norse mythology here. So in Norse mythology, there is a prophecy known as Ragnarok. You may have heard of that again from the Marvel properties, right? Um, I'm not affiliated with Marvel, by the way. I am just a huge fanboy nerd. Um, and that's honestly has helped shape my faith. I know that's just kind of a weird thing to say, but it's very, very, uh, very real how they have affected my personal faith and understanding. So Frank, great point. Frank says, hear me out, Socrates, an earlier incarnation of Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's been a bunch of different incarnations of him. Uh, even like Thoth, um, even as far back to Anki, the uh, God that came down from the heavens in the Anunnaki. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that at the end today to kind of see how this ties together potentially. So uh, Dreamstar Oracle says, Norse, my people. Absolutely. I had to get a drink there. Um so Ragnarok uh, describes a series of events that will lead to the end of the world. After the cataclysmic battle, a new world will emerge and the gods who survived, including Odin and Thor, will return to rebuild a better society known as Gimli, a celestial city of peace and abundance. So um, do you kind of see how these are all? I mean, just wait. We haven't even gotten deep into these, but... Um, this is, this is on the radar too. And I, again, I wanted to do today as like a buffet because I think it's easier for people to see when we put the buffet out there. Oh my gosh, we are all the same and quit arguing with each other about, no, I'm right. My religion's right. No, my culture's better, blah, blah, blah. It's just ridiculous when we get so far down the rabbit hole and argue with each other all the time. It just, it, it, it blows my mind. So um, let's see. Uh, I've had a fascination with Norse and Roman histories my entire life. Dude, that is awesome, Martin. That is awesome. Roman is one I need to get into. Ashley, I know, has a lot of info on that. Martin, you probably have a lot of info on that, too. Um, but if you don't know, all of our planets are named after the Roman gods. So that's a very important thing to note, um, that this is not, nothing is by accident, you know. Um, when the planets are in alignment or in retrogrades and stuff, you have to learn and understand what characteristic that God has. By the way, they all are kind of inter, uh, interchangeable within different pantheons. Um, obviously, there's some differences, but 
there's kind of a base pantheon in all of them that that's uh, transferable across uh, the borders of culture, if you will. So um, the current beast system is the Roman Empire, frankly, says, um, you know, I mean, I've been saying, right? I mean, I think that's kind of what we've been talking about here. And I've done a bunch of videos on um, talking about Revelation and the beast system and what does that look like? And yes, I think it started when Rome started sweeping up the authentic message of Jesus. And now we've got millions of people that all believe on a message of Jesus that wasn't actually what he said. It's what Rome wanted you to believe. And then it trickled down and then you get King James with his canonization of the Bible or his version of it, really. Um, and the way the Bible was canonized is just mind blowing. Um, and then I found a very specific verse in Revelation today uh, that talks about, you know, sorcerers being judged and stuff like that. And we know that Jesus was doing the very things that this is speaking against, yet Jesus is supposed to be the one speaking in Revelation. And then we find out we don't even know that John wrote Revelation. We have no idea who it actually was. Um, so for me, it could almost be, you know, another another extraterrestrial end times prophecy. And that's honestly my conclusion without spoiling it today is that there's a whole lot of ET, extraterrestrial, interdimensional being, whatever you want to call them, the gods or lords returning from the heavens in every different culture. And Jesus himself spoke about a spiritual kingdom. It's very, very, very different from these extraterrestrial or celestial kingdoms. Now, one could argue, well, in the Gospels, he ascends into the clouds. He stands with the prophets. He purely, you know, clearly shows that... He's from, you know, another planet or not from around here or from the heavens or whatever. But again, how easy is it for someone to write that into it? If you look at the Gnostic version of Jesus, as well as other cultural depictions of him, he's a dude that was born, um, filled a lot of prophecies, had the fullness and the understanding of God, the mother and God, the father within him. He also married the one that that leaned to the god the mother side mary magdalene he leaned to the god the father side they were perfect together um traveled around with the essene tribe um probably went to india nepal egypt learned the mystery schools there uh literally was a high level yogi um an, an order of the melchizedek uh the high priest in the order of melchizedek so um does that make sense for everybody listening today does that make sense? Um, that he he has a whole lot more in common with the Lucifer archetype than he does uh, the Old Testament God archetype. And he was even reminding them that, hey, you weren't talking with God the Father. You were talking with uh, the Lord of this world, an Anunnaki or Satan, as you would call it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like I gotta, I gotta spoon feed that because I've tried at points to just come out and say it, and people have just literally, it's like word vomit back at me, and so much anger and hate, and I just don't want to go there and try to push something that you know I can't be a thousand percent sure of. None of this I can, but the way I see it is that Jesus is Lucifer. He bore light against the old gods, including God of the Old Testament. He took the judgment of those gods so that we could ascend easily. 
uh, because before that it was nothing but indentured servitude under these gods and his magic spell broke the chains so that we could ascend um, in his light, in his path, in his name, if you will, you know, whatever you want to call it, however you need to like, you know, process that and believe it. Matthew says, yes. Thank you, Matthew. I'm glad, I'm glad you agree with that. Uh, Matthew says people aren't ready to be told they have been lied to. That's very, very true. So, um, Shiloh says, I consider your interpretation way off. Well, that's, that's fine, Shiloh. I mean, you probably have your own interpretation. Um, that's why I don't like try to force feed anybody this. I give you hints and breadcrumbs and we talk a whole lot more about all this stuff in our tribe. Um, most of the people in the tribe are, you know, working through all these things. It's not comfortable. It's not easy, but it's true, right? I mean, when you actually look at the data, it's more true than anything you've been told. You look at the Lucifer archetype. Um, if you have not watched my episode with Corinna Podic, um, I just did a whole episode with her on Quest for Truth podcast with her and Karen Britt. It's a fantastic episode. And I talk about the bright and morning star, Lucifer in Latin. Um, and even Jesus is called the bright and morning star. And he's even called that in Revelation. Not that I agree with everything in Revelation, but uh, that's what he's called in that as well. So, you know, again, it's all there. You know, go read it. You can disagree with me or my interpretation, or you can completely deconstruct from what Mr. Pastor says and go, hmm, maybe I'm smart enough to figure this out on my own and read between the lines. And if I don't hold a certain book as the high holy word of God, and I realize I am the high holy word of God, the alm is within me, the transcendence is within me, then maybe I can ascend and follow in the footsteps of Christ because he taught us to be Christ's. So that's how I teach. That's how I believe. Just so you guys know, not to offend anyone and I know it will, but that's just how I believe. So um, Matthew says, usually people that disagree, uh, they just haven't read. Yeah. And that's true. You know, or they've read one version and they're like, Oh, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to understand just the Bible. No, you got to read the Enuma Elish. You got to read the Egyptian mythologies. You got to read the Greek mythologies. You've got to understand all the different cultures to get the truth behind all of it and assume that not all of them are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Try to put together a bigger picture. So, frankly, says, Oh, I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hope, thank you for the rose, by the way. Um, great time to uh talk about that so um as we continue forward if you guys love what you're hearing here today maybe you're like god this guy you know he's just sharing stuff that i haven't heard before dropping truth all over the place um i've got people that tell me all the time you know it's finally uh somebody speaking my language somebody is sharing the things that i've been knowing you know for a long time but didn't wasn't able to put words to them you guys can drop gifts uh gifts are a great way to help support my channel um, on a daily basis they're not a recurring thing they only happen when you decide to give them they help my content reach more people online they ensure i get paid to make great regular content and they drive energy and excitement for uh and the encouragement of all so um I don't know why I can't read the words that I wrote today. Um, I guess I don't write the way I speak, so I need to do better about hybriding those both. But 
Um, so anyway, there's stars on Facebook and it's actually the support button with a star. It's not like the emojis. You actually go and give a financial gift, be a dollar, $10, $100. We had somebody give $100 on uh, YouTube the other day on YouTube Supers. Um, there's tips on the audio podcast now over on Spotify. You can do uh, tips over there. So gifts on TikTok, supers on uh, YouTube, and then stars on Facebook. So thank you guys. That really, really helps support what I'm doing. All right. Zoroastrianism. Guys, this one's wild. Um, I remember hearing the word Zoroastrianism a long time ago, and to me it sounded like a space religion, kind of like the Jedi. Uh, Matthew says, love this one. Thank you, Matt. Uh, Matthew. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being here, by the way. And Matthew, if you haven't followed me on Facebook and YouTube or LinkedIn or Twitter, that's where you can see the full show over there. Um, I've got all the slides with all my notes, with AI artwork, everything. I try to tell the stories I'm going through. Thank you for the seal. That is awesome. I appreciate that. So Freddie Mercury was Zoroastrian. Yeah, absolutely. So Zoroastrianism uh, is one of the oldest known religions. It speaks of the final battle between good and evil known as Frashokoreti. 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 Um, I got to say it slow and then fast because these are words we're not used to every day. Frashokoreti. Uh, which is the final battle. So it's their version of Ragnarok, right? So, um, or in Christianity, the apocalypse, which means unveiling. So afterward, a divine savior figure known as Seosheant will resurrect the dead, purify the world, and establish a perfect society. So the savior archetype here is Seosheant, and their version of Ragnarok is Frank uh, or Freshok Freshok Um I promise I practiced saying these earlier, but apparently did not do a great job. So, um, so their savior will resurrect the dead, purify the world, and establish a perfect society. The righteous will reside in a celestial city called Garo Dimana. Um, which is described as a place of eternal joy and bliss. What does that sound like? I mean, that's got revelation vibes all over it. Again, this is like almost just an archetypical, um, you know, end time, restart, regeneration, reboot of society type thing. Um, and so for me, I think that's pretty cool. Um, again, I'm not, I'm not a Zoroastrian. But um, I tend to think that the three wise men were Zoroastrian priests, most likely, uh, who practiced esoteric magic. Um, not talking about animal sacrifice and stuff like that. I'm talking about white magic or light magic uh, that would have been done, you know, uh, wielding frequencies, stuff like that. Similar to Melchizedek, Jesus himself. Again, I think all of this ties together. And Jesus literally tied... I think what we miss with Jesus, the man, um, is that he tied every religion together in one singular truth, one singular path of love, uh, one singular path of faith and being able to wield these frequencies to heal thyself, um, to move thy mountain, 
Um, ye are gods, the kingdom of God is within you. If thine eye be single, uh, the whole body is full of light. All of these esoteric uh, yogic traditions. Matthew says frequencies. Yes, absolutely. Um, somebody, uh, Wild Thing said, I thought Zoroaster broke Christianity. So Zoroastrianism came way, way, way before Christianity. It's like one of the oldest, you know, oldest religions on the planet. Um, and, and to me, I think that's a reason to look into it, if that makes sense. Like if it's that old, it might have more base truth than what has been manipulated through the years. Again, I'm not Zoroastrian, but I do find it um, something that we might ought to look more into. Everybody ought to look more into um just because there might be some secrets there that you haven't uncovered yet so uh matthew said we are so on the same path thank you matthew i appreciate that um so this is you know for me super super rad i especially love the artwork with that one um and to me it just sounds like a space religion like i don't know it just sounds super cool and that brings us to the aztec religion the Aztecs believed in the cyclical nature of the universe and their religious texts speak of previous ages and the coming of future ages. According to their beliefs, each age is uh, destroyed and a new one begins. In the future age, Quetzalcoatl, uh, at least I can say that, Quetzalcoatl, the feathered serpent god, is prophesied to return. He is associated with a heavenly city where peace and prosperity will prevail. And I want to talk about this too. Feathered Serpent God, look at how the Babylonian um, artwork is done. The priest with the wings. I mean, Feathered Serpent God, they didn't know. I don't believe they were worshiping a giant chicken, guys. They didn't know how to say this person came out of the sky. This person came out of the sky um think about that um they would have depicted their god as a feathered it's flying why serpent probably because it was a long spacecraft think about one of those long spacecrafts uh that you've seen in movies and television truth train for confirmation everyone uh this is a great point to just um take a minute think about what we've been talking about alchemize it for a minute and think, yeah, think about worshiping chickens, as Shona says. Absolutely. Um, you know, nothing wrong with a little chicken worship. My good buddy, Daniel Tyak, he's got uh, his uh, yoga sessions with his pet chicken. Um, so I'm all about it, guys. But but yeah, like we, we got to understand this is not a literal feathered serpent that they're talking about. They most likely saw a super massive giant spaceship that looked like a dragon or a serpent come out of the sky and a god come out of it so they put feathers on it and by god i mean a lord okay a little g god now remember the great gods are the planets and i am so sorry about the trains today just like four of them went by honking at each other so um you know it's been quiet all day and i go live and i know i've got truth coming uh when those things start going nuts so um it's very, very odd. I swear it's weird because I've been sitting here preparing all day. Do you guys like the new podcast version, by the way? Do you like the graphics and everything back and forth and a little music at the beginning? Like, is it a good experience um, or do you just like, you know, me on the iPads type thing? So let me know um, what you think in the comments uh, before, during or after this broadcast, just so I can 
make sure I'm putting effort where, uh, you know, correct effort should be. So, um, so that brings me to the little bit of marketing that I absolutely have to do to continue to run this show every single day. Do not forget, if you love what I'm doing, Matthew over here loves what I'm doing. Um, we got people every day that love what I'm doing. Frank, you've been on here a lot. If you have not considered getting involved with our community, please, please consider that. It, it ensures that I can continue to show up here, but you get so much, guys. You get to literally jump into our community and get access to our community. Um, our Cub Cooker Supernatural Guide membership. The most popular version of that is our Seeker community. It's a level two patron supporter. Um, that one right now is only 19 bucks a month. There's three different versions starting at literally $9 a month. And it's a great way that you can jump in, support the mission, get involved with what's going on here. And ultimately, um, make sure that I show up here every day because um, that's how I show up here every day is through these memberships. So consider going over to my website, www.cubcooker.com. K-U-K-E-R.com. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. I'll make it into a jingle so we can all remember it here. That's my only website. So don't trust anybody else's link in the comments or anything. My official links are from my account. I'm verified on Instagram and Facebook. I'm verified now on LinkedIn. And I'll be verified on TikTok soon, hopefully. And then as we grow on YouTube, I should be verified on YouTube within the year. So... Thank you guys for your support with that. Um, by the way, the Supernatural Guide membership, the Seeker level, which is level number two, you're going to get access to our private off-platform community, okay? When I say off-platform, I mean there is so much distraction on social media right now. We have, I have built an off-platform social media style community uh, that is literally all about our spiritual walk together. There's no other stuff on there. There's no other advertisements. Nobody's, you know, new baby over there, anything like that. This is all things that pertain to our community. Now, if somebody in the community has a baby, they might post that. But this is all about our community and supporting our community. So I put a ton of work into this. When I said I bring you guys the absolute most value of any other content creator out there for our Patreon membership, I am not lying, guys. I just keep throwing down value there. So please consider supporting that. Thank you guys so much. Um, as we get back into the lesson here, um, Shona says, I'm definitely getting my subscription updated before the call. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Um, let's see. Megan says, uh, that's Amarello for you. I've spent uh, the first 16 years of my life there. I did not know that, Megan. Um, well, yeah, Amarillo, um, is, is my hometown, right? And I yeah, love Amarillo. Um, but I will say Amarillo is, um, it's a West Texas city. Um, and as a big old hippie, um, I am continuing to look for community here. Let me just say that. So not everyone understands, um, you know, kind of the deconstructed mentality that I have. So, and that doesn't mean anything against the city. I absolutely love the city. 
or I wouldn't be here. Uh, there's there's some amazing things going on, and I intend to be a part of helping better the city going forward. So, in fact, one of the members of our community gave me a lot of encouragement towards that this week, and I want to give a shout out. Thank you, my friend. You know who you are. Uh, to just continue to invest in where I live. And by the way, you guys may be in a similar position where you feel like, oh, nobody in my city understands me or it's right wing or it's left wing or it's whatever wing, you know, it doesn't matter. It's all the same bird, right? You know, don't, I don't care what wing you're talking about. It's the same bird, all feathers on the same bird. So think about investing in a place, even if you feel like, Oh, I want to move. I need to be somewhere else, whatever. I think we all have that. Even if you've moved away, like I see people move away from my hometown and then come back and I've never gotten an opportunity to move away per se, or one that I've taken. Um, but I think it's important and this kind of works into today's lesson um, to invest in where you're at. And I think oftentimes we're always looking for a new city. They were looking for new cities back then, all through these prophetic timelines, all these different religions. They're all looking for a different city, right? They're literally looking for a celestial city to come down and save them and fix the problems in their cities. And I'm going to tell you right now, you got to fix the problems in your cities. You got a trash problem in your city, go pick up trash. You got a homeless problem, go find places for them to live. You got um, a poverty problem, go teach people how to make money. Be a catalyst for positive change where you're at. And I think what a like what a cool way to spin this. This that just flowed into it. Um, Molly, absolutely. Molly says, bloom where you are planted. Yes, yes, yes. So um, again, my whole life. I think everybody does it. You grow up in a hometown. It could be New York City, best place in the world, right? Arguably. Um, and, you know, you still want to go out and do stuff and leave or whatever. And there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a natural thing. But again, invest in where you're at. And I think that we're seeing today with this buffet of end time prophecy and celestial cities, it's a whole lot of people throughout history that didn't want to invest in where they were at. They felt like there was no way out. And they're looking for something else to come rather than looking within and looking to the people around them. Um, Melissa says, I want to move so bad, but I know I'm supposed to be here. Ugh, we are spread out for a reason. That's exactly right, Melissa. Um, and so, yeah, again, it doesn't matter. I mean, we literally everybody in the community, I think, feels the same way at some point um, about like, well, what's next? Well, what about the other city? What about the next city over? What about Dallas? What about Denver? What about what? You know, and I've done it my whole life, too. But here's the deal. If I grew up in Dallas, I'd be wanting to move to Denver. I grew up in Denver. I'd be wanting to move to Dallas. Like, it doesn't matter where you're from. Uh, the grass is always greener. And so this is a great way to tie this episode into that and encourage myself and everyone. So thank you guys for the encouragement. But um, let's see. Ashley says, um, I've never been planted uh, I'm just a nomad. I'll bloom on the move. Ha, ha, ha. Absolutely, Ashley. And a lot of people are nomads. That's another thing. That's one thing I've never been comfortable with is like being a nomad. A lot of people do van life or whatever. That's really cool, by the way. But I just definitely like having my own pillow, um, you know, my own big bed at night in a full-size refrigerator and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm spoiled, right? But... Um, so, da, 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 da. I'm not sure I understand some of y'all's comments. I uh, love that you're giving comments, but I they're definitely over my head or I missed something. So, 
we we can't run away from ourselves. Marilyn said, "Absolutely, absolutely." And I think oftentimes that's what you know when Jesus said that a prophet is not recognized in his hometown. Uh, well, that's why I do stuff online, right? Um, but I think people find out that like they feel limited at a certain point, right? Um, and that limitation is only what we put on ourselves, right? Like it's within. And if you can break through that within, um, romanticize where you live, get back into investing in it, and maybe we can quit worrying about all of the end times things. And I want to talk about this. Uh, this is the Buddhist one here. Um, and I want to share a story about um, family members, literally, within my family that are always looking for Jesus to come on the horizon. And I want to talk about the problem and uh, the profitability with that here in just a second. And I've got some good thoughts on that, I hope so. Number five, Buddhism, while not an ancient religion, uh, Buddhism has prophecies regarding the future. According to some Buddhist texts, the future Buddha named Maitreya will appear on earth when the teachings of the current Buddha, Siddhartha Gautama, have been forgotten. Uh, Maitreya will propagate the Dharma and establish a golden age known as the Pure Land or City of Maitreya, where people will live in harmony and spiritual enlightenment. So I like this one a lot. Again, Buddhism is not nearly as old as some of these other religions, but um, but I think you know I'm a huge Buddha fan, big big Buddha fan. Um, and I like this one because it's a little bit closer to like Native American prophecy about like rebuilding the land, the pure land, right? Um, and I, I really, really like vibe with this one because of that. So now that you've seen those, I'm going to get into number six and we're going to talk about the book of Revelation and end times prophecy. Okay. And now I want to give you a spoiler alert. Um, I don't 100% believe that the book of Revelation is what jesus said so there that is um i mean that with all love even amongst deconstructed individuals book of revelation is still kind of like a hopeful point of like well maybe something good will happen um book of revelation is not a fun book to go through it's very very difficult very shocking at points a lot of cataclysm and tearing down of what was and rebuilding what will be with that, there's a celestial city of God that comes down. Truth train for confirmation here. And within that celestial city of God, um, it's described with all manner of things. And one of the ways it's described is essentially a giant cube, 1,500 miles tall and 1,500 miles wide. Okay, let me say that again. 1,500 miles tall and 1,500 miles wide. Um, and... Sources vary on that. I've heard 1,200 by 1,200. I've heard, you know, so you can go look up the measurements and then do the math and convert them into uh, actual miles and try to figure out the size of this thing. But basically, this is a big old city. This is a big old city, a super massive craft coming out of the sky. And I'm going to read from the King James Version. Again, um... So there's another train. My God, this is ridiculous. Maybe it's the time I'm going live today. Um, but there we go. You know, we'll just pretend like that's the trumpet, you know, the Gabriel's trumpet here. So um, 
So Marilyn says, who will it take up? Great, great question, Marilyn. So it's going to take up the elect. Um, and again, we <laughs> that philosophy has bred a whole lot of bigotry, I believe, throughout history. And I've experienced it within my own communities and stuff like that, where people just, um, they want to feel better than other people, rather than just saying, hey, I don't know. And we just love, we just love everyone. And that's, that's how I approach it. I just, to me, the answer is love everyone. So, uh, Jay Flo says those trains, man, dude, I know, I know. So you guys, every single supporter we get moves me closer to getting the hell out of this studio, um, and getting myself either renting a place or buying a house that is not, I had no idea when I bought this house that the trains would be so bad. And, and honestly, they were not, you can go back and listen like a year ago, you can barely hear them. And they're in the process of trying to make this a no blow zone or whatever. And I don't know if the trains are just running heavier or faster or what now, but it is, they are so loud now. So my apologies, but anyway, um, yeah, absolutely. Matthew, the black cube. So, all right, well, here we go into revelation. Um, so all growing up, I had family members in, in multiple different parts of my family they would talk about the second coming of Jesus and anytime they would, you know, and I remember as far back as the nineties, you know, the early nineties sitting at my grandmother's house and having a bunch of family members in town, especially on the, the Catholic side of our family and um, nothing against Catholicism, just kind of letting you know, that's where a lot of this has come from that. Um, oh, we're looking forward to that celestial city to that perfect kingdom of God on earth to the second coming of Jesus, blah, blah, blah. And again, nothing wrong with that, but it was always accompanied with, Oh, did you see the news today? Did you see this? Oh, this is uh, going to hell on a handbasket, blah, blah, blah. Oh, they're just trying to take everyone down. Blah. Guys, this has been going on my entire life for as long as I can remember for at least 30 years that I can remember conversations like this amongst family members, friends, a lot of adults in my area, you know, and within the communities we were a part of. And growing up as a homeschooled kid, um, we were a part of a lot of like evangelical type groups. And this is a big conversation. I remember playing soccer on the soccer field, worrying about my friends because they weren't believers in Jesus. And what if he came in the sky that day and he took me, but not my friends. And guys, this is tra traumatic, okay? I'm doing a podcast next week um, that I'll share more about and promote a little bit more when we get closer. But I got asked to come on one called the Unspeakable Protocol, and I'm very excited to talk about that. We're going to talk about religious trauma, uh, not to demonize anyone or try to call anyone out, but just it's a very real thing that a lot of people don't deal with. Uh, and I've had to deal with it myself. So uh, Marilyn says you can hear the trains louder than us, Cub. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, and then, uh, Ashley says true trains aren't bothering me at all. So good. That is good to know. That means this microphone is doing its job. It's got a filter on it and that means it's doing a good job. So I know you guys on TikTok can hear it a whole lot better because it's just on a phone, but, um, so growing up, we were always looking for Jesus to come. We we're always looking for this celestial city. And basically I'm not going to lie. The whole time growing up, I kept worrying, what if this happens? Because, dang, I want to live my life. I got stuff I want to do. And I was always told, no, no, it's going to be the best day ever. 
when Jesus comes and kills everyone and then restarts everything. And I'm like, oh, I don't want that now. I still, I want, I want my dog. I want my friends. I want my family. I want to grow up and get married someday. I was thinking this when I'm like nine years old, guys. And so it really, really hurt me to have this mentality around Jesus is coming back. And I was at dinner the other day with some family members and we were talking about the state of the world right now. And it was like the, the thing that kept getting said was, well, I just think Christ is coming back soon. And I thought I've been hearing that for 30 years now. Could it happen? Sure. If it does, great. But I'm still going to be skeptical. I'm going to tell you right now, even if I see what looks just like Jesus coming in the sky or a spaceship with somebody that says he's Jesus on it, I'm still going to question. I'm going to go, why then did you say the kingdom of God is within you? It does not come with visible signs. What's this about? What's this whole book about? Because it's either esoteric within us or there's a huge discrepancy between what Jesus actually said and what's been perpetuated through the book of Revelation, all the writings of Paul and the church itself. And I'm telling you guys, I'm blowing the lid off of a question that you should be asking. I don't care whether you're religious or not. You have been programmed by movies and television to believe a common narrative around this. And you need to understand what the actual teacher's message was. 2% of your Holy Bible is the actual words of Jesus. And very few of them talk about hell and very few of them talk about a new kingdom. And when he does talk about a new kingdom, he's talking about the kingdom of God within you. When he's talking about hell, he's talking about Gehenna. He's talking about your soul being consumed. And I think being consumed with the sacrifices and the magic that was being done to the old gods. Because not only does it consume the body when you had to burn sacrifices, but it's also consuming your soul because it's a literal magic spell binding your soul to a deity that you don't understand. Frank says, amen. J-Flow says, the oil from your spine comes down from heaven. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Shiloh says, I can answer your questions here. Shiloh, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, I do encourage you to look up what I'm talking about, though. Um, now, Elohim is plural, by the way. That's what I talk about. Elohim is most of the time used as talking about the gods. Um, Jay Flo says Jim Carrey talks about this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's up, Chris? How are you doing, my brother? Welcome. Thanks for being here. Um, Laura says, I had all those same thoughts as a child. And then Melissa says, me too. Um, so yeah, I like totally, totally vibe with that guy. So I wanted to preface that, that I do not want to perpetuate any religious trauma here. So, um, Adam says, I concur the train bothers only you. Okay. That's good. Good. Well, maybe it's just me. So that's good to know. All right, here we go. I debated whether to even bring this into it, but I'm going to. So number six, Christianity, the book of Revelation, which is the last book of the Holy Bible, depicts the celestial city of God that is either a cube or a pyramid shape featuring 12 gates for the 12 tribe of God's people, 12 tribes of God's people. This book is highly debated uh, as to whom the author was, to whether or not the events have already taken place or are actually a future prophecy. Ultimately, this book uh, depicts the battle between good and evil at the end of time. So 
Um, and there's the cube, the big cube, right? It reminds me of the Borg cube from uh, Star Trek. Again, showing my nerdiness today. So uh, thank you, Teresa, for being here. Yeah, um, I'm about to wrap up anyway. So uh, if you can catch the rest, then then it'll be worth it, hopefully. So um, I'm exhausted today, guys. I'm, I'm doing this new format. Again, let me know if you like the new format. It takes a whole lot more research and effort. But if you like it, I'll try to make sure that I'm ready the day before to do the next so I can get back in the mornings and have my energy back because I have a whole lot more energy in the mornings. Um, and I want to make sure that I do enough research and make these really, really good so that they can stand the test of time. You guys get all the right data. So Crystal City Castle says, does Jesus actually mean hail Zeus? I don't know. It could. Um, again, his name was not Jesus. It was Iesus or it was um uh, isa or it was yeshua um we don't know so um that's <laughs> you know uh i just call him jesus for commonality um uh, but again i believe in christ the body of christ all of us as the christ we are all christ's he was uh the highest christ right but we are all christ so uh laura says i like being able to read along with you it helps us sink in better awesome thank you very much um i appreciate that so um angela says i'm gonna bring that up angela good comment my eyes have been blown wide open this past few years but i think i already knew that there was something else to all of this love all your content angela thank you so much my friend that means the world to me um okay so i'm gonna read directly from revelation here just to show you like what's what's it all about what's in it um and again i'm not telling you how to how to view this i did a whole video not too long ago on the 12 seals of revelation being the 12 or excuse me the seven seals of revelation being the seven chakras within your body that makes a whole lot more sense by the way than this literal prophetic thing or this extraterrestrial version of revelation that's been perpetuated through Hollywood and movies. So, um, and honestly, the church. All right, here it is. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and shewed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. And her light was like that unto a stone most precious even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high and had 12 gates and the gates, 12 angels and the names written thereon, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. So, and remember Israel is Isis, Ra, and El, um, which means a whole lot too. So again, there's a mystery to all of this. I haven't figured it all out yet, but I'm working on it. Uh, maybe one of these days I will. I don't know. Could be tomorrow. Could be in 30 years. I don't know. But I'm just going to keep plugging away at it, keep reading it, keep digging deeper, keep trying to understand, keep looking and observing what's going on in the world and, and see what I can put together. And ultimately, don't try to hold on to anything as this is exactly what's going to happen. But rather, again, I look to the, the words of the master, the words of Jesus himself. Um, of course, I love Buddha, Krishna. It all corroborates each other with the same type of message. And I just don't see where Jesus is alluding to anything like what we see in Revelation, which is why if 
I take it as truth, I have to take it esoterically. Uh, or if I take it as truth, literally, I have to question and go, I'm pretty sure this is a hoax. And it ties into all the other extraterrestrial prophecies. Jesus was speaking of a higher kingdom, a spiritual kingdom to come that doesn't have visible signs. And all of these other cultures are speaking of their extraterrestrial prophecies too. Doesn't mean they're not true. By the way, probably all will happen at once. But again, I think Jesus was going, hey, there's a way to get off the wheel to get out of this and to actually ascend rather than getting in a spaceship and going up to the perfect city. Because here's my, my theory on this. People, when this happens, um, Jay Flo says, that's a great scripture, Jacob Cougar. Thank you, my friend. Um, my theory is, is, you know, if this is all extraterrestrial and it happens literally, as I'm reading through Zachariah Sitchin's work, I'm starting to understand that the gods, the, the old gods, the Anunnaki, uh, which is not a particular race, it's just people from another planet or different beings from another planet, uh, they're they're pretty awesome. They're cool. They're, they've got a ton of technology. They're even more ascended than us, yet they're way more evolved than us. But they still try to blow up their own planet. They still poison their own atmosphere. They still couldn't get along. It's like a Game of Thrones episode reading through these mythologies. And yet they're trying to lead their creation because they're the Elohim, right? They're trying to lead their creation and you've got factions being drawn, tribes being chosen, different things happening. Um, and again, the great gods, the spiritual entities of the planets, they are a three-dimensional manifestation of actual spiritual entities. When these other ones are little G gods, and I believe they're going to come back to this planet. And I believe every culture is going to have their heyday with their gods. But again, I wonder if even when they build their perfect societies on Earth, if there's not still going to be all the problems we have now magnified by a million because now we have all the technology and all the different cultures and peoples and species living together from other planets. Like just, just hypothetically with me, go there. What would that even look like? How would you even live in that situation? Yet all of these things are kind of saying the same thing. And it looks like maybe just maybe, you know, that's what all this is about. And so if it is, my prediction would be that it doesn't work out as beautifully as everyone hopes and that we still have to figure out what Jesus and Buddha and Krishna were saying, which is these are all physical representations of spiritual truth. And you got to go within to find the esoteric kingdom of God within you. You wield that kingdom. It looks like magic. You step out of your body. That looks like witchcraft you begin to heal yourself and others um you might be called a sorcerer right um and that was one of my red flags within the book of revelation is when it's talking about that the sorcerers and doers of magic will be judged and thrown outside the gates um, and i didn't even get into that but then you look at what jesus was doing and they were accusing him of the same thing so it's like how does that even work together and the only other place in the Bible when it talks against sorcerers and magicians and stuff like that is the Old Testament. And we know from the studies we've done here, that's a physical deity God, that Yahweh of the Old Testament, uh, who didn't like people doing that because it was tapping them directly into the God source. 
That's how I see it. That's where I'm at now. I'm, I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm real about it. And these are the questions I have. And if my God can't handle questioning, then if I can handle it, why can't my God? I literally have had friends tell me, be careful questioning God. You need to think about that statement again, my friend. You need to think about that statement again. Because there is, you got questions, only God, the Father, God, the Mother has answers. And they are not physical beings. They are spiritual deities, spiritual energies. Let's say that, quantum energies. Neutral, because they can be used within your will. But when you align in the will of God in the highest good, that's when the magic happens. Plenty of people are using the same spiritual technology to get what they want maybe we should use it to get what humanity needs so that your brother and your sister and your friend and your lgbtq and your uh, vegans and your meat eaters and your black white yellow green blue orange purple can all be loved and know that they're accepted and know that they're enough just because they are Thank you, Melissa. Yes, Melissa says. Oh, I can't bring it up, but it's a sticker that says yes. Laura says, only you can get yourself off the ride of karma. Nothing showing up in the sky is going to rescue us. Amen, my friend. Laura says, bingo. I wonder if the gates are the color of pearls. Absolutely, absolutely, Marilyn. Um Thank you, Laura. I appreciate that. We're all working with you, Cub. Many minds working together. That's the thing, guys. What's up, Wayne? How are you doing, my brother? Welcome. Hey. Um, I can't do this alone. When I push my memberships or I push the gifts and stuff like that, I need the financial support and I need the spiritual and energetic support. So when you give money or you sign up for a membership with our patron tribe, it gives me energy. Okay. When you pray for me and you're in the community, that's why I don't just take donations because I want to give you energy and create energy and agreement amongst us. We have our off social platform. Guys, there has been conversations going on 24 hours a day over there. We've gotten a wave of new members in there and it's just all the time. And I can't even keep up with it, which is great. But I love it that the community is doing that. And just seeing that gives me energy. So when I push you like, come on, come on, join the tribe, join the tribe, get in the community. That's not just because I need the $19. That's because we need the energy. We need, And you need the energy too. Okay, that's, that's why I've named them aptly. Our first membership is the initiate. Our second is the seeker. And our third is the warrior. Excuse me, our third is the warrior. Um, and that's because if you get in that third one, it's like you're training, you're going through my courses, you're in the community, you're in the Facebook group, you, you're, you're, you're in all of it, everything I offer. And you're, you're all in and you want to be a spiritual practitioner, you want to be an active raiser of human consciousness. And let me just say to you, because we need you. 
There is not a lot of people doing what I'm doing. Go scour the internet. Try to find anybody else that has the same message as me. They're not there. I haven't found them. There's some other incredible creators, but my message is unique because it's coming from me. And this community is unique because we are here in this agreement of open heart, open mind. I don't know. I want to be authentic and real. Let's come together. Let's raise the consciousness. Yeah, there's other communities doing that, but I'm vibing on faith, spirituality, and paranormal. That is the perfect triad to me to try to figure out the nature of reality and self and God, because that's the study of all of them. And I love attacking things from all of those angles. So thank you guys so much for that. So um, do any movies depict my views? Gosh, yeah, a lot of them. Uh, thank you, uh, Salacious, Salacious. Um, the Matrix, um, Eternals, um, Endgame, lots of Marvel movies here. Um, trying to think of other ones. Um, Exodus, Gods and Kings, I just watched. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of them. And I try to reference them as I go on, on the show here, just because it's important. You guys know what I'm watching, what I'm vibing on. I just think that's really, really important. So um, I'm definitely going to have to rewatch this. So much good info. Shona says, thank you very much. I'm here to learn from others' uh, opinions. Yeah, absolutely. Marilyn, we all are. So Melissa says, yes, it's energy exchange, and we all lean on each other for deeper understandings. Thank you, Melissa. Melissa's been a member of our community for a very long time, um, and I appreciate that. And by very long time, we've only had a community for less than a year now, but it is a vibrant community. So uh, real quick, before we jump off, I just want to share with you guys, this is what the website looks like i've been updating it you're gonna go here you'll see this is how my website looks it's officially cubcooker.com c-u-b-k-u-k-e-r.com don't trust anybody else um, with their links this is the first membership this is the most popular one here all you have to do is click join and it'll take you over to the checkout portal it's right there and it has the price i'm upfront about my pricing you cancel anytime you want Again, I'm pushing this because we need new members. And it's not that we're desperate for members. It's we want your energy. We want to give you energy. If you love what I'm doing, you're going to love the community. And you're going to love being able to get to an off-social platform, especially with the seeker level. And if you're a warrior and you're like, dude, I'm into Reiki. I'm into um, you know, doing alchemy and my own spiritual practices, like then the Academy is there for you too. And I'm actually launching with the Academy and every single level is going to have their own, um, level of my new guide framework, G U I D E. Um, and so that guide framework, you'll see it's on every level membership here. Um, that guide framework is literally going to be a life changer for a lot of people. And it's going to be a life changer for me. It's literally a framework that you can run any question, comment, or prayer concern through. You can discern truth with it. You can discern your opinion with it, too. It's not my opinion. It's going to be a framework you can build your opinion on um, and your own set of understandings around all of this. Again, whether you're into the magic side of this or the UFO side of this or 
you're into the spiritual or faith side, everybody has their own angle with this. So thank you guys so much. Benny says, I'm on it. Thank you so much, Benny. Um, and you guys that joined today, I'll welcome you over there as well. I welcome everybody every week. And we have a live call. I didn't even mention this. We're going to have a live call on Saturday. Um, we've been having guests on this Saturday. I'm going to do my own thing and debut the guide framework. So if you want to debut it, you will get to see it first in the community. So if you join at that uh, seeker community level, you're going to get access and get it first. You'll hear it first. And it's a Zoom style call. So it's really cool. We get to talk face to face. You don't have to like... Um, you know, listen to a live stream and type in the chat like this. We can talk about it. So anyway, love you guys. I'll see you over there. Thank you guys that are joining already. I know a couple people have. Thank you guys that have given gifts. Thank you for the super chats, by the way. You can give super chats um, anytime on YouTube that you're watching this. Stars anytime on Facebook. Share it with your friends and family. Get the word out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I greatly appreciate um all of you guys, honestly, just, just being here today. Um, this has been the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. I love you all. Don't forget to go subscribe over on Spotify. It's my favorite place to go subscribe over there. Love what Spotify is doing and doing for my podcast. Go check it out. Scan that QR code on the screen or hit up my website, www.cubcooker.com and click on the Spotify logo at the very top in the blue banner. It'll get you right over to my official Spotify page. So thank you guys so much. Y'all have a great afternoon. God bless you. Love and light always. Peace.